0: Where your hoes at? Where your roads at? Where your backbone, nigga, where your cold at? Where your dance is day one real bros at? Where them stories that you tell and unfold at? Where your heart, nigga? Where your soul at? We got old school ways, we expose at? Ain't no guarantees, but you know that. Niggas die every day, can't control that. King Griffey throw back, nigga though? had to go left. For the culture. Monday Motivation, Mental mental Jewel, we dropping your boy Io a.k.a. Azus. Recording it's it's Sunday, March 8th, approximately 10.20 p.m. Your Monday Motivation that I'm dropping for y'all. Haven't done it in a while. I looked at my analytics and like in terms of my popular video. When I have my videos, my podcast, um, and I see the Monday motivation. Although it's a small audience I have right now, that was my most listened to podcast. So I appreciate everybody uh, for walking through with me, with my journey. And I have ups and downs in life. And I go through every emotion like Nipsey hustles. Talking about on this song I've been through every emotion Over the last year and a half Being diagnosed with MS Multiple sclerosis And I might have got hit But I ain't never fell. And if I stumbled I always got myself Straight up Standing with my fists Ready to fight Life is a boxing match It's a 12 round fight and I'm gonna, you know, win this fight. You know, I'm gonna win this fight, this game of life. It's uh it can be long and you can be on a high, you can get in the low. Um going back into my mind when I was a ball player, when I used to play basketball or just sports in general. If I had a great game, I try not to get too high. I mean I I dap myself up like good game, I yo, but I know that's cyclical. The next game, I might have a good game or a decent game, but it might not be as good as the game I had before. So I try to do all the intangible things so it all even out. But when I did have a bad game, I had to do just the opposite. I couldn't get too low. Had to keep it the same. You don't wanna to get too high in life. You don't wanna to get too low. You know that. The more blessing God gives you, I expect you to be not necessarily humble, but to show humility and compassion to understand that you have to be responsible with your blessing. If you have more money than anybody or you have drive, you have nice things and nice houses, you should have a lot more compassion because God can take those things away from you. And the same people you see on the way up is the same people you're going to see on the way down. Don't mean you're not going to come back up. But if you made a bunch of enemies on the way down, well, on the way up, and you're coming back down, you don't have nobody to lift you back up. Nor should you worry about anybody lifting you back up. But it's always good to have friends and family who can say, you know, they were solid the whole way through. So last week, I had the I had the rough I had the rough, a rough week the roughest week of this year probably one of the roughest weeks I've had and I've had some rough weeks battling MS in the early stages and dealing with relationship and friends and uh, you know it's been it's been a journey um, it's been a journey and as I look at the great Marcus Garvey. If you have no confidence in self, you are twice defeated in the race of life. And I have to remind myself that as I use that sports analogy, you can't get too high, you can't get too low. When I'm having a great week, I can't get too high. When I'm having a bad week, I can't get too low. But this podcast It's in those moments you get a little low and life, anxiety becomes overwhelming. Me, for instance, I had, my job has just been off the hook. I haven't agreed with things necessarily with my leadership at the job. I like and love everybody, but doesn't mean I agree with avenues and decisions that we make doesn't mean i always agree or enjoy working with people my colleagues sure they don't always love working with me but it just became a point where i was just didn't want to be there i felt like i was being overworked i was working hard at the job but felt like i was running in quicksand because i felt like we were a little disorganized and made me disorganized, which creates anxiety. I can handle my anxiety like being on the surfboard, catching the wave. There's the adrenaline when that wave is coming up over you. You know what I'm saying? But you trying to catch the wave in life, you know, but it's that anxiety. And when you get on top of that wave, you know, you ride it. Your anxiety is bracing, but that's the whole point of being on the surfboard It's the game of life. So as my anxiety's racing, I try to keep that mindset that this is what we here for, for these ups and downs. And I mean, I was overwhelmed at the job, and using my job, although it be not perfect all the time, is my escape from my everyday issues from life, such as my friends who are married and who say their husband and wives, their job allows them to take a break from their kids and being husband and wives. And for me, sometimes my job would allow me to step away from my problems and distract, give me a distraction, because I enjoy where I work at. But last week wasn't one of those weeks where I enjoyed being at the job. And I had some family issues going on that was pressing. Won't get into the details here, but it it was a lot. So between work and this family issue that was coming up while I was at the job and when I got off work. And then recording these podcasts, it does take a lot of research or some research and some editing and writing down the topics that you want to cover, you know, speaking to people you want to connect with that you want to interview or just have a conversation, trying to make sure you're prepped for that conversation, writing reviews for albums and having to edit your stuff and listen to the music and cut it down and chop it up. And then you create this extra pressure so it's like, this for the culture lifestyle that I'm trying to create, this multimedia platform that I'm trying to build is like my child. It's just like my real job. So now I'm adding all this extra pressure and I'm not getting to bed some nights till 11, 12, 1 o'clock, either recording a podcast or planning it out or trying to watch basketball so I can discuss certain things or just trying to keep my my, my pulse on the culture, you know, in terms of certain things that are going on so I can bring different topics for you guys. I just got overwhelmed. I got in my own head and then we all deal with our relationships with our girlfriends for the ladies, their boyfriends or your spouse and, or somebody you just dating And that became somewhat of an issue for me last week as well because the person that I'm dating or was dealing with was not, uh, we we weren't seeing eye to eye. And I'm usually even killed. I'm usually maintaining my composure at ease. But I forgot the one thing. Although life is complicated, it's only what you make it to be. And I forgot that part of the game. So I overreacted on a situation that required a reaction, but not the reaction that I gave. And I gave this reaction. And I said some things I wish I could take back because I was emotional. And. But I had a lot going on and. I don't put my issues on the person I'm dealing with or dating, you know. Especially when I know they have a ton on their plate. I'm a person that tends to just listen and offer advice, offer my ear and support, and I can handle my own. I'm a Scorpio, so you know I, I I be like I got this. But sometimes it can be overwhelming, and you're dealing with somebody who you care about that you're dating, that it can become a bit much, and especially you're dealing with women. I'm sorry, ladies, but also happy woman's month of March. But sometimes women, you guys, and we can be emotional as men too, but sometimes you guys have emotional things that we as men just can't comprehend or totally understand because you're not fully forthcoming to us. And it just became a situation where she she didn't understand necessarily what I was going through and I didn't totally understand where she was necessarily coming from. And I got triggered by something that she said to me and we just got into a a heated conversation and heated text and it just I I was over the top and I, I got beside myself. Although at the moment I felt like I met what I said, but within about 16 hours, I was like, man, I shouldn't have said it in the way I said it. And and then I had toughened up and I just went into the job on the Wednesday, got the stuff with my, my job is going crazy, my family, I'm having issues there, serious issues where I'm trying to resolve matters and keep it peaceful. Then the person I'm dealing with, they're going through something. They're not being forthcoming what they're going through. They're taking their frustrations out on me. And then I just exploded on this person and regretfully, too. And um. And we just haven't really spoken since then. Like, you know, I don't know when we're going to speak. I assume we will sometime soon. But I just know we need a, we need some distance from each other right now. And that's difficult when you're dealing with somebody, as you all know, and you're not talking to this person. And even with your boys or even with ladies, with your your girls, you guys fall out sometimes. But it seems like it's so much easier for us to talk it out with our friends as opposed to the people who we connect with and who we love or deal with or enjoy spending time with the most, even if it's just somebody you're dating. It might not be your girlfriend or your boyfriend, but it's an important piece of your life for your happiness and sanity. And so here I'm at the office on Wednesday. I'm overworked. I'm overwhelmed. I'm thinking about my podcast. I'm thinking about my Patreon. My Tumblr page, I'm thinking about, you know, learning how to do certain things for my YouTube and editing. And uh, it's it's just, uh, you know, you know, you just can't shut your mind off. So now I'm not sleeping. I'm barely getting three hours of sleep. Um, And I go into work and I just sit there and I'm just clearly frustrated. It's 4.30, I look at the clock and I just get up and I grab my stuff and I just go. And I just talked to a friend of mine who I, uh, you know, lean on to, that's kind of just outside of everybody I know so I can just get this stuff off in confidence that was on my, my mind. And to their surprise, they were shocked that I'm usually cool, calm and collected that I had all this stuff going on, kind of humanized me a little bit because they think you're Superman and and everybody thinks you're Superman. Your job and you're, you're the person you're dating, uh, your family and, you know, kryptonite is the overwhelmness of all of that being pushed on you. And they told me, just don't go into work tomorrow. You need to need a break. In fact, don't go into work on Friday. Like You have a lot. You're going through a lot right now. And keep in mind, I'm trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle. I'm going to the gym and things of that nature. And you know, I got some things I'm trying to uh, rectify financially. So I'm, I'm cash strapped a little bit right now. We all been there. And but I got some responsibilities, some things I need to handle. So I'm making a sacrifice. And I just realized that, you know, the week before that, I felt like I was on a high. I felt like, oh, my viewership on my podcast are going up. I got this Freddie Gibbs album review. I'm almost done with. I'm actually done. I just have to edit it and trim it down a bit. And I'm feeling accomplished, like I'm doing something great. My job is okay, you know, but I know in my mind, I'm saying I got to This is not it. I have to do something different, but I'm blocking all that stuff out because I'm just tunnel vision right now. But I'm life is solid. Life is good. But last week, it wasn't. I mean, I'm extremely blessed because I wake up every day with another day to fight. But I realized just when I thought I was finding myself and my vision in terms of this for the culture lifestyle that I'm trying to create in my branding, because I take this very seriously, I realized here comes the devil with the distraction. Trying to take me off course, trying to get me unraveled. Or is it perhaps God trying to test me to see how bad I want it? Perhaps putting the devil there to see, will I come to her to pray And ask for guidance and come to her to ask for vision and sanity and the ability to not react to everything. And we all want to go zero to 100 miles an hour and we get to the 150 miles an hour, which is the goal. And, you know, you got, you know, 3000, 4000 audience, you know. 30,000 views or listens on your podcast, you feel like you're doing something, you're making a little bit of good side money from it. And, you know, it feels good. But what also feels good is that zero to 30 miles an hour because it makes you look back and say, I really worked to get here. You know, yeah, the 80 miles an hour to 100 is great because you're seeing the progress that you're making. But you always, especially when you look back at going to college or even high school or trying to get a certification or something, you always look at the beginning when it was difficult or hard. And you didn't see how in the world you were going to supplant yourself to where you were trying to go. And you damn near want to cry. You had thoughts of like, maybe I shouldn't do this, but you get rid of that quickly because you're like, we're not quitting, but it hit your mind. Like, you could quit, but you're like, no, we're not going to quit. We got a vision, but that's the devil whispering. And so my confidence got rattled a little bit. And the third edition of In Pursuit of Excellence, How to Win in Sports and Life Through Mental Training by Terry Orlick, Dr. Orlick. I had to go back into my reading and uh, not just my reading, but also my meditation and praying um, to God and asking for clarity. But during my reading of this book, it says one of the greatest challenges of ongoing excellence lies in respecting your shifting needs for achievement and relaxation. And ensuring that your current commitment is directed towards doing what will be most beneficial for you and your ultimate goals. How do I take that actual passage from this book is that we're constantly shifting on how we have to adjust everything. You know, I'm up here doing nine, 10 hours a day at the office. And now they're saying, nope, we need you to do eight hours a day and get nine and a half hours work done in eight hours. That's just not realistic. So you have to figure out a way to shift that and do the best you can in those eight hours and say, be done with it. And if someone comes to you and says, why this is not done, you have everything documented at work. And you say, hey, this is what you guys mandated for me. Here's my workload. Here's what I'm doing every day. You tell me what I should prioritize or tell me how you expect me to get this done, because this is not realistic, and I'm not going to act like I'm not busting my butt to get this done. You know, I can only do so much. I'm human. If they don't say nothing, just keep it pushing. Perhaps I can just dedicate my time to doing one podcast during the week and doing three on the weekend. Perhaps trying to do them all during the week and then stay up and watch basketball. So I had to readjust based on the week. I needed more time for rea- relaxation because I wasn't having an escape. And to have a goal and a focus when you're focusing on something. Whether you, you know, like sports is my analogy I like to use. Specifically basketball, you know, you're practicing three, four hours a day. You got to have that time where you go to the movies with your girl or your your boys, you know, when we are younger, at least. Or you're hanging out, going to get something to eat. Or you got some me time watching basketball and still getting to bed early or watching, you know, like some stuff that you've been wanting to watch on Netflix and Showtime and finding time to relax and not become so overwhelmed. So I realized my time management needed to be readjusted. My time management need to be revisited and adjusted for the current changes of everyday life based on how I feel. Some days I can go for 20 hours or maybe not 20, 17 hours. Maybe some days I only need to go for 14. I need to make sure I look at that. I mean, I feel like I'm out here, like, trying to do all eyes on me in three days. You know? Like, because I'm like, I don't know how much time I got. You know, this is going in my brain. Like, you know, I'm trying to create a legacy. But I'm putting all this on me, creating this anxiety because I have a compulsive behavior and the pursuit of perfection. And it can create my confidence being off because I'm trying to just get it right. So I've been working on myself to just do the best you can and keep improving. But I can't do that and compromise my time management. I'll read you another passage from that book, from this book. It says, confidence. Confidence. It's the third element of excellence and is confidence. Excuse me. The third element of excellence is confidence, trust, or belief in your own potential, your capacity to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. That's the part that I hit last week. I had some obstacles, like I said before, work, family, relationship, devil i.e. distraction, my preparation or readiness, not going to bed on time. I can't do it at the compromise of not fully being focused in on the job or focused on my composure, which is goes back to time management. It also says your focus your choices choices and words you say to people that you love even when it's difficult even when they're not being reasonable so says you but perhaps they're going through something as well and maybe it is a better choice for you to say I'll just can I just talk to you later when we both calm down I'm at work right now I can't I can't deal with this just at the moment can we talk about this later instead of just reacting to everything because it's going to throw your focus off. the meaningfulness of your mission or pursuit and those with whom you work or play. Again, work your job. Your family can be your play and your relationship can be your play your side hustle or your business on the side can be your play or your work. But you have to maintain An element of excellence and confidence and trust or belief in all of these tasks, your potential, your capacity to overcome the obstacles so you can achieve your goals, your preparation or readiness, meaning readjusting so you're prepared for the new obstacles that come your way. You have to adjust around it so you don't lose your focus. And your choices don't become bad choices. Meaning, I'm overwhelmed, and instead of just having a reasonable conversation with somebody, I overreact. Because we have to understand what it our what it means for our meaningfulness of our mission or the pursuit, and those with whom we work or play. The way. The only way to win the confidence game is to strengthen your mental skills. And to strengthen your mental skills, you have to have time management. Like I see my director every day, he's constantly on his cell phone, constantly. Like he'll be in the middle of a conversation, goes to his cell phone. I mean, he lives in his email. That is his lifeline, his text message. My sister, she's the same way. couple of my lady friends that I know, they they say if it's not in their calendar, it doesn't exist. So they have to put it in their calendar. So Monday motivation for this week for all of us going going forward for the rest of the year is our time management. We have to live off our to-do list. So every day I've been practicing this. I don't do this every day. I do a to-do list. And it might not be something I need to do today, but it's something that may need to get done in two weeks. Like I made a payment arrangement on my uh, electricity bill because, uh, excuse me, uh, it was my gas bill. It was, you know, we had winter, it was a little high last month and um, I wasn't expecting it to be that high. So I just called them to, you know, by some time, you know, to my next pay period. So I had to program that arrangement of what I agreed upon in notes to that conversation and leave the phone number in that to do list. So I know I need to make this payment on this day, check it off and then schedule it out for this day to make this payment. Also, I, I even have it down to today, I start my podcast planning. These are the ideas. Start jotting down ideas. That's at seven. I'm going to my cycle class and workout weightlifting between 5.15 and 7.15. I'm going to bed at 10.15. I watched the first half of the Laker game at 10.30, but we coat lights off at 11.30. And I do this every day. Call, you know, my Visa company to see if they can increase my limit. Uh, I mean, I have everything in my phone and I organize it every day and I try to stick to it. I try to answer and delete every email that's junk or something or move it to a folder that's pertinent so I can look back at it later. Got to get the time management. And then you got to have a day or two days during the week where you have to say, all I'm going to do is go into work, work eight hours and I'm leaving. I don't care what's not done. I'm going home. I'm going to eat early and I'm going to take my ass to bed. I don't have to go to sleep right away. I can go on the couch and just you know, watch some TV, but I'm shutting it down. So we have to set daily, weekly, and monthly goals and set aside, set aside time to relax in that schedule. I'm usually up every day between Monday through Friday. I'm up usually between 5.30, 5.15, and 6.45 depending on how well I rest. I kind of let my body dictate it. During the weekends, I'm up because I have a cycle class at 9.15. I'm up at uh, 7.30. Get a cup of coffee. Go work out at 8 a.m. to 9.15. 9.15 to 10.15. I'm in my spin class. Come home. Shower. Clean my place up. Wash. All set in my phone. Lay down for an hour. Finish my fast. get, Get my smoothie or my juicing. Eat some fruits, head off and do what I got to do for the weekend. Sunday, same thing up by like 715 may sleep to 830. Same routine. So I'm constantly on the go. But one day you have to set aside that I have nothing scheduled today. Today is all me. I'm going to relax. And I took this Thursday and Friday off. I got myself a chance to calm my anxiety and my, my thoughts together. And I was able to figure out my next moves in life. I'll share with you guys on a later podcast. But I got some major things that I'm going to make some changes in my life. To make me happy and to grow myself and my company and my career. And if I didn't take those two days off. I would have never came to that fruition. I would have never come to those thoughts. Because 2020 is hindsight. From here on out until the casket drops. So you got to take a look back and say, okay, I get it. And what I get last week was God had to shut me down to get me to think about this next move that had been in the back of my mind, but I was procrastinating and I said, now is the time that I'm gonna do this. Now was the time. Reached out to my friends, reached out to contacts, reached out to my family, discussed what I was thinking, was discussing the things I was going through, What do you think about this? I was thinking about this. I need some changes in my life. You know, I I need a reset. I was a little bit overwhelmed last week. I noticed there's some adjustments I need to make in my life. And this is what I've been thinking and I've been thinking this for a while. And quite to my surprise, I got a lot of positive feedback and a lot of people told me I needed to make those moves that I discussed with them. And it was emphatic, like, yes, do it. You're going to be all right. So Monday motivation is. Make sure you readjust your time management and you find time to relax. You have to have balance. Work life balance for those of us who are influencers, podcasters, writers, designers, fathers, mothers, parents, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents. You know, it might be a day, granddad, grandma. You know, you might just go pick up your grandkids and go take them on a good time. Hey, dad, give your wife a break. Go take the kids for a whole day. Treat her to a spa day or treat yourself. But find time to relax and manage your time. Time management. Live out of your phone. Set everything up in your phone. You want to go to the movies? Put it in your phone. Look at the movie listing, find out what movie you want to go through, go to and program it in your phone. You need to hit the gym. You've been thinking about hitting the gym You're thinking about working out. Start putting it in your phone and go to take your stuff, your gym bag and go to, to the gym. At five o'clock, leave four fifty five. Leave that work will be there tomorrow because your job will replace you if you're no longer capable because of health to do your job. So put yourself first. Self-preservation is the number one rule in life. Put yourself first. And so all my single mothers out there and all the mommies out there, your kids come first, but you must put yourself first or you're not putting your kids first. I repeat that. In order to put your kids first, you must put yourself first. Because if you're stressed out and you're not enjoying yourself and you're overwhelmed, it will have an effect on the relationship with the person you're dealing with, your parents, your children, and most importantly, you. So if you need to go to get your hair done or go to a spa or go to a movie or go work out, put it in there. Don't make no excuses. You don't have time. You have time to go see that dude. You got that time to go to the bar. You got time to go to the club. Or you got or you got that time to lay in the bed. Find some time. For yourself. And fellas. My guys out there. Talk to your boys. Check on them. Your homegirls. Check on your women. Check on your girls. But guys especially, call your mans. I was talking to someone the other day. We was texting back and forth. We hadn't spoken a minute. And they were asking me how I was doing because of the MS. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm I'm surviving. I'm doing well, thank you. I said, how are you? And they said, good. I said, no, how's your mental health? They said, oh, man. I mean, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Because that, that's another level. I had another partner of mine who was going through some things. I had heard through the grapevine. And I called him up. I, and I got to be in better contact with him. But I called him up. And uh, one of my closest homies, but we don't talk that much anymore. But it's still my brother. And... uh And I heard some things, and I I asked him a question. I said, how you doing? And he's like, I'm good, G. You know, everything's great. I said, that's what's up. And we got to chopping it up, chopping it up. And then I said, yo, homie, though, for real, though, how you feeling? And then that's when he was like, when he seen I pushed it, he was like, well, you know. And then he told me what was going on. I didn't, because I had new I heard some things. They were rumors, but I heard from a reliable person that I believe that this would be some information that probably is valuable and true. So I had to just check in on them. So check in on your your people. Check on their mental health. Go visit some people. But most importantly, have time management and find time to relax. Not just this week. I mean, going forward for the rest of your life. I'm signing out. It's my Monday motivation. Got a little Nipsey Hussle in the background. It's for the culture. It's your boy, Ayo. Y'all have a great week. One. All across the globe, still talking shit, nigga. You ain't no. I still got major love on the streets from South Central all the way to Long Beach, nigga. Fuck with me. Representing all across the globe, still talking shit, nigga. You ain't no. I still got major love on the streets from South Central all the way to Long Beach, nigga. Fuck with me. It ain't nothing but mo hood shit. Some mo hood niggas for y'all to bang with. South Central Compton, Barts, Single